Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Will the Shield break up like B2K? Seattle is not here for the disrespect and the Brothers of Destruction make an appearance. All that and more on Raw After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tune in. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Turn up the volume, Tony. Give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. What's up, y'all? My name is TK Trinidad, and um, yeah, like I said, every show is a different show, and the show is no different. Uh, we have a very special guest. Oh, I was waiting on that. No, 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 I got oh, okay. you, I got oh, okay. you. I, I like that pause. I'm trying to, you know, incorporate dramatic pauses in my interviewing now. Okay. Very special guest, Steve Kaufman in with us. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I'm no gonna, problem, no this problem. Is a timeless raw. A timeless raw. Time, yeah, it went on forever and a, and a, <laughs> and a day. Oh, Miss uh, MG Geek says he'll pass on these two. Okay. Good for you. Goodbye. So, anywho, um, what do you think of raw? Um... This first off, I will preface this by saying this is the first time I've watched Raw like actually live for for like a good like three or four months. Do you watch it like the next day or something? The next day yeah. in the in the clips. Yeah, in the clips. Like I oh, you don't even watch the full show. Well, I look, I get the gist of the full show. Oh, through a way that I don't actually watch a three hour show. Mm. Um, this one felt more worth my three hours than the ones I'm remembering that have just felt like slogs. Yeah, and I understand that they feel like slogs, and I also understand like. It wasn't too long ago, like maybe two or three weeks ago, that it looked like they'd thrown in the towel. Just like, we're going to have a bad Raw. Yeah. I the, think it was week one or week two of Monday Night Football. They're like, we're just going to have a bad Raw. There are a couple Raw. Actually, it's kind of been since like after WrestleMania where some were like great, some were like, uh, so it's kind of been going yeah. up and down where SmackDown is generally pretty good. So SmackDown is definitely, definitely like Better dollars side. for donuts. Just but, And like economically. Dollars they for donuts. I like yes. That. They only have two hours. Yeah. They only have two hours, so they don't. They don't have to fill three hours. They don't have to fill you in on what happened in the first hour and the third hour. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that SmackDown doesn't have to do that. Raw yeah, does. literally, somebody went and did a show at, at the studio, came back. I was still out there, and like, oh, are you doubling up on shows? I'm like, no, this is this is all one show. Oh yeah, so it is what it is. Um, so Dean Ambrose, they're kind of questioning if he's not uh, for the Shield. It, it, it's not. It doesn't make sense for him. What do you think of all that? Do you think eventually there's going to be a break? Do you think this is a setup for something? Um, I think if this were a true-to-form, planned, well-planned setup for something, it wouldn't have been so over the head. Mm-hmm. That I think when they beat you over the head like this, it's normally exactly what it is, which is he's sewing. Like, they knew going into this that one week they get to sew his descent. Right. Probably two to four weeks, really. But, like, they have one week where that's the whole theme of the show. Mm-hmm. We we use four or five segments on, is Dean Ambrose going to turn on the shield? What is what is happening? And, like, you get to use a whole, like, but they knew that, like, when they made the move to bring the shield back, they knew right. that that was one of the weeks they get. Right. You get the week where they look cohesive, the week where they look 
not as strong against a similar team. Right. The week where you sow dissension for each of them, because we're going to get that week where mm-hmm. it's the Roman week, the Seth week, the Dean week. They're going to be really well spaced out that it'll feel organic and real. But like that's you when you put this together, you immediately make a grab bag of things, you know, you can do week to week, segment to segment. Right. And this Dean Ambrose one, I think is well done. I like I've always liked Dean Ambrose on the microphone. I think it was unfortunate what happened when he was world champion. Mm hmm. And he went on a podcast and some stuff went down. But, mm-hmm. like, I think I think he's always been an undervalued player there. And I think he's he he's had the strongest character. So do you th- so you're, you're saying that eventually they're setting up for them to break up because it feels like when he got when he was injured, it was like they were, you know, everything was kind of in place for them to dominate. Yeah. And now he's back. It's like, OK, well, you know, you guys are going to be together for just a little bit, but. You know, fooled you, fooled you, WWE Universe, we're going to separate them again. Oh, I don't think that. I think at the minimum, we get them as a team up through to the Royal Rumble. Okay. Like, because that's that's the trigger you have to pull. Mm-hmm. Because we're not going to have any type of brand shakeup or draft to take one of them away. That's the only way you could really take one of them away. Right. And even then, personally, I, I think you could keep them a team heading into Mania, just three people doing three separate things. Right. And then one of them gets drafted away to SmackDown or two of them get drafted away to SmackDown. And then you never actually broke up the shield so much as they just didn't appear on the same show. Oh, like that would that to happen though. I want, well, it depends on which way they want to go. I, I would also not be opposed to Dean or Roman turning heel on the other two and getting that heat. I also wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to doing, I guess what, what you would call a Ms. Morrison. Right. Because remember when they broke up, it was years upon years ago, they broke up Miz and Morrison in uh-huh. a draft, and then the Miz immediately attacked Morrison. And was like, I'm better than you, yeah. I'll be better than you, by the way, you'll never have to see me again. Like, it was yeah. it was perfect for him, like, you could see the best of both worlds. That they shows up at their wedding. They're a fa- <laughs> of course. <laughs> they're a face group right up until they break up, and then one person becomes a heel. Well, I'm not looking forward to that, but we'll see. I'm um, looking forward to that, because I, the actual shield gimmick... right is so transparent to me as a ploy to make us like Roman Reigns at all. That, like, I really need a lot of distractions because if they're in the ring just doing their normal shield stuff, uh-huh. I'm re- all I can see is, like, they literally need two bodyguards to make us cheer Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, that's what it, like, I we've seen Roman Reigns by himself, and I think no matter what happens, people are just not going to like Roman Reigns. But they're... Unless we just get to the point where it's just like, okay... Fine. Like, you just kind of beat us over the head to death with it. It's like, okay, fine. Well, well like there's, I'm sure there's a super cut of me saying these things uh-huh. of what you could have been doing the last three to five years to make us not like Roman or to make us like Roman Reigns more than we currently do. Mm-hmm. They've made no attempt to do those things. So it's clear that they don't, it's clear that this is, this is their guy and they're going to move forward with it. Right. You either have to live with it or not live with it. And I think. I think, like, I enjoy the Seth stuff and the Dean stuff way more than the Roman. Cause oh, Roman, for sure. Because Roman just doesn't... As but he's a char- really nice to look at, though. Well, because he, he, as a character, he doesn't make any sense. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are just such well-fleshed-out, developed characters. Right. That make sense week to week. Do you think that's a do you think that's a Roman thing where he's trying to figure it out or is he just kind of going with what people are saying he should do? I think that's a... Cho- Honestly, I think that's a Golden Boy thing. I don't think it's even his fault at this point. Okay. Like, John Cena could tell you that, like, at a certain point, 
they're just going to call, oh, he's a controversial world champion because he's been on top for so long in a time when you probably shouldn't have somebody in the top spot for like a decade. Right. That like we're not in a time where that can even ha that should even happen. And like you'll have a, like you'll have a lot of dissent. Like I think I'm sure if Hogan existed now, he would have such dissent. Right. And I'm I'm not even talking about the other stuff. I'm not even talking about bankrupting Gawker. I'm just talking about Hogan as a character presented on television. He would have a huge amount of dissent from adults that were watching the show that mm. found it predictable. That I think it's a golden boy problem, which which is why I think we like Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins so much, because they never they got to be next to the golden boy, but never be the golden boy. Uh, so it's okay. So plight. Dean will have to, or um, Roman will have to deal with. So what happens is Baron Corman, he comes out, he gives uh, Dean Ambrose three options. Uh, a match against Roman Reigns, a match, a match against um, Rollins, or a match against Strowman. A now, match against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Right. This will be important in about three minutes. Now, but do you think that if he gave him the chance, or where do you, th what do you think Dean should have done? Oh, I think Dean should have I think Dean should have faced Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. If he were the straight-laced white meat baby face as like Roman if it were Roman if the tides were turned, if Roman Reigns were that way. Right. Roman Reigns, oh man, he's my brother. He'll get it. Right. Dean Ambrose isn't the normal straight path baby face. He's the laissez-faire I do what I want. I don't actually care about anyone or anything. Right. Except and he for finds Renee. a way hmm? except for Renee. Well, yes. Well, I we don't hear him speak. <laughs> well, no, I I'm I'm sure I mean, he yeah, does. We don't hear Renee. We don't hear him call Renee's matches. Which is well, which is kind of her her bias on commentary is getting to a point where that has like we need to start paying that off, right? Well, she, her, she, it's kind of like week to week. She's like slowly because when she first started, it was like, wait, aren't they married? Like, why aren't you saying anything? And then sometimes she adds little tidbits in. But I feel like we all know, so you can't afford to be biased because. Well, no, but what I'm I, I'm because no one has like flippantly called her out yet. Right. It leads me to believe that that is a sh a shelved thing. They they may try, because if it were just like an off the cuff, no one dealt with it. Like thing where she would be a little, she would just weigh on Dean's side a little bit too much. Right. Corey would have called her out by now. Like, well, we all know why you said that, Renee. Which is like we've never heard that comment yet. Which leads me to believe they have a plan. Oh, okay. Hopefully they do because I'm getting annoyed. Well, I don't, like like I said, this is this will all be fine if they pay it off. If they never pay it off, I'm it like this is weird. So um, Seth, so um, Dean doesn't choose. Um, Baron Cohen chooses for him, so it's uh, Braun Strowman against uh, Dean Ambrose. How do you like this uh, match? I like this match a lot. Um, I I don't know. I like Baron Corbin. However, I don't like that they border between him being a non-playable character and a playable character. Mm -hmm. I just want them to... If he's the general manager of Raw, I want him to just be like Regal was the general manager of Raw, where he was oh. just, I'm also going to wrestle. I'm an active competitor and the general manager. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. How dare you question my authority? Like, and I know they're going a different way with Baron Corbin, but right. I, I want to understand why Baron Corbin can be the general manager and also wrestle without any of pretty much the authority he actually has. Because Dean Ambrose said it best where he's a babysitter. Right. And I think GM of Raw is also on screen wise one of those terrible positions that you're never actually the GM of Raw. 
like until something Sh- happens. Shane McMahon hasn't said anything to Paige since WrestleMania yeah. about anything she's ever done. Right. Stephanie McMahon rolls up on Raw like every other week well, and sticks her hands in. But like I'm saying, like even storyline wise, like GM of Raw is a really rough, really like rough position to be because you don't actually have authority. You don't actually get to look like you have authority. Mm-hmm. Whereas, say what you must about Paige. Paige makes a match, and then the match happens. Right. And then no one critic then no one on a higher scale than Paige criticizes Paige. Well, like yeah. Shane or Vince would be the only two that could criticize Paige. They don't do that. They well, don't say anything. Well, it's clear Shane's kind of doing some other stuff. Of but course. I feel like with with uh, Baron his position, I can't see it. Even if he was on SmackDown. I think he's perfect for Raw. He needs no, somebody no, to to you know call him out on his BS because he's he acts like a douchebag. Yeah, and it's a perfectly well oiled douchebag compared to what he was doing before. This is amazing for him. Oh no, it gets us talking about Baron Corbin in multiple. Se- it, they found a way to use Baron Corbin in multiple segments. Yeah, which was something they weren't like a, a year ago. You would he would come Barely. out for his match and then come back. Yeah, he would look like one of those people like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna do this match and lose, and then like sulk or and win. cry about it, and... or win. Like mm-hmm. he's a Apollo Cruz in that regard. Where it's oh gosh, let's not talk about. Apollo well, but Cruz. I'm I'm saying in general that like he need, Apollo Cruz always needed someone like Titus O'Neil mm-hmm. who can get him in more than one segment. Right. Whereas we're finding a way to get Baron Corbin involved in more than one segment. I just need some rules. <laughs> Give him some rules, damn it. Let me know. So another match that happened was <clears throat> Roman Reigns against uh, Dolph Ziggler. How did you find how do you feel about this match? All right. So they cut to commercial. Mm-hmm. They come back from commercial. And for those of us playing the home game, which is apparently not all of us, Baron Corbin was about to let Dean Ambrose fight Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is now about to face Dolph Ziggler. He decides, as champion, to hand the belt to the referee and make it a title match. Until Baron Corbin comes out and says, no, 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 no. The title's not being defended until Saudi Arabia, which is weird, which is weird for a couple reasons. A, he is in cahoots with Dolph Ziggler to get after the shield and Roman Reigns specifically. Right. So wouldn't giving Dolph Ziggler a title match on an unannounced title match on TV where a bunch of where something can happen where he would lose his title isn't that a good thing for Dolph Ziggler That's and therefore a good thing for Baron Corbin? Second, Baron Corbin straight up said earlier in the night, I'm going to give you three options. And one of those options was I will make Roman Reigns defend the world title. So he like I my head exploded a little bit here because I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with a title match just happening on Raw. Yeah, because this match with a title match, it would just get a couple more eyeballs. It would just higher the stakes a little unless. Uh, Tony in the booth, if you can turn on the AC, by the way. Um, unless uh, it was a Stephanie McMahon call and... Oh. Unless <laughs> it was a Stephanie McMahon call and um, that was the game plan. So he couldn't veer from those tracks. Okay. Then- that, that's the only way. But, I mean, obviously they didn't say anything about Stephanie McMahon. But it might come up next week. You never know. I kind of feel like that was... Because it made no sense. Also, Raw has a lot of loose ends like this. Like, Tell did Braun Strowman ever actually cash in his briefcase with... On a, a referee, he didn't. No, uh, like he didn't. He handed it to Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin put it there and never opened it in front of us. One of these days, Braun is going to show up with a brief, with the Money <laughs> in the Bank briefcase, okay. and, and like Baron Corbin's going to give it back to him. It's like there was never. I gave him a title match a in Hell. Good, that would be a great storyline. I gave him a title match in Hell in a Cell. He is still Monster in the Bank. Well, I mean, they still refer to, refer to him as that. Do they? Yeah, that's maybe. 
Maybe I'm ahead. Maybe I'm ahead of y'all. On WWE's website, they still refer refer to him. Then there, I think I'm on to something here. Um, by the way, Roman Reigns Dolph Ziggler had a great match. I'm. I don't think I'm one of the first or most avid Roman haters, but I will say I've always respected Roman the performer. I Mm -hmm. always think he's worthy of his spot. I always think when the bell rings, he delivers. It's everything else that's the problem. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like I don't know if you can. Don't know what you can do with other people. I'm like, okay, we're here. Some suggestions you can do this and this and that. Obviously, nobody's taking my ideas, but Mm -hmm. at least you have an idea for it. For Roman, I don't have any like ideas of what. And I like him physically Mm. and as a wrestler, but I know I could see why a lot of people don't like him. Yeah, you well because it's he's he's a Boy Scout. But he doesn't look like a Boy Scout. Correct. And he's with a group that, like, tweens and was initially a heel group and, like, was cool. But Boy Scouts aren't cool. But you want you want your face to be a Boy Scout but also be cool. And, like, you're Great. just trying to throw a bunch of stuff into a bag that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And it, it is – just the character never made a whole lot of sense to me. George Hermosa, who um, hosts the pay-per-view after show with me here on AfterBuzz TV, mm-hmm. he talks a lot about if you watch a Roman Reigns match on mute, Roman is the heel. Oh, but yeah. if you just watch the match, like if you had watched the Dolph Ziggler-Roman Reigns match from tonight on mute, you'd be rooting for – you would secretly just be like, oh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, go. Right. Come on. Yeah. Let's do this. And it's, yeah, you it's have just to, kind of a – one foot in both worlds. Yeah, and it's just weird. And I don't know. I'm not saying he can't be the top babyface in the company. Mm. I've been saying for a long time, the the creek seems to be going in the other direction, and they keep not trying to go with that current. They keep they've been fighting that current for the majority of Roman Reigns' career as a world champ, as a top guy, as a world champion. Do you think at the end of the day we have a guest yeah, fly in here? At the end of the day, um, after Roman Reigns' career is over, and say it's kind of stayed where it where mm-hmm. it is, um, he would be okay with it. He'd be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> this fly is very well, aggressive. Um, very pleasantly surprised. I'm not pleasantly surprised. Would he be okay with it or would he be disgusted with how his career went, Roman Reigns? Like, at the end of, he's done wrestling. Oh, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Like, in that regard, like, legacy-wise, yeah. like, he'll be, he was the top guy for a very long time. Yeah, but... With minimal controversy, minimal, like, looking back kind of controversy. Yeah. That, like, I legacy-wise, I think he'll be okay with... Okay. Cause, and because he's at a time where there's very little else he can do. True. Other than just be Roman Reigns. I don't see him anywhere else either, too. Um, so we move on to Ronda Rousey and uh, Ruby Riot. How did you like uh, this match? Um, This match was actually a lot of fun. I think it's interesting because this whole Ronda Rousey, Nikki, and Brie Bella teaming. Is weird. Well, it's weird because also you want to talk about rules. How is Brie Bella on Raw? And, like, before last week, I'd have been saying that just storyline-wise. After last week, I'm literally saying how, like, that would have been a perfect opportunity to just, I don't, I've talked about this on the SmackDown show, too, where I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, then just tell us they have a contract with the USA Network or with Viacom or with Universal. Or, like, tell us that their contract is a Total Divas contract. Or an all-around WWE contract, and that's why they can appear on both shows. Well, I think they do have, um... (laughs) <laughs> it's never been said. I agree. Yeah. Like, that's the most sense in the world to me is that, but then they never get into it. Because I remember they, there was something about, a, not a contract issue, but them re-signing at one point, and um, 
I don't think they're obviously their contracts not like everybody else because guarantee either after Evolution or after um, Survivor Series mm-hmm. they're gonna disappear for a while. Of course. So their contract was obviously not like a Ruby Riot. Well, obviously Ruby. Ruby well, just it's not a regular uh, wrestler or performer. Exactly. Contract, they... So it's something a little extra. Well, yeah, because they're probably producers on a show that the network also that WWE also produces that right. then goes on to a network. Like I. I understand that. You could explain that to me in one sentence, and they've never made any attempt to do that. Uh, Ronda looked great here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been said about Ronda that, like, the the little things that take people a really long time to learn, she gets them immediately. And the what you would call big things, mm-hmm. like bumping and bumping and selling and, like, actual, like, the day-to-day stuff that, like, Ruby Rye can do in her, like, in, in her, her sleep. sleep. Yep. She's where she's pretty much where she should be for like two, maybe three years in. So like she does, they always do have to put her in situations like this with someone like Ruby Riot that can really walk her through. Right. Like Ruby Riot was calling this whole match. Um, the outside interference was good. Uh, I mean, we you us us internet folk really wanted to see something about the Liv Morgan Brie Bella stuff, but there were or, but there was there's nothing okay. we could do because yeah. we're supposed to like Nikki and Brie Bella. In spite of the fact that we don't, I don't. There's a lot of people that don't. Um, the hate that they got last week, I believe, it's still. I think just because they don't like them, they got more hate than than usual. Because <clears throat> wrestlers do get injured. No, no, I agree. I. My issue is that speaking of being a golden, like a golden boy or a golden girl, mm-hmm. what they want to say is she was unsafe in that moment. What they're going to say is those kicks are unsafe. Whereas those kicks are safe. She was unsafe. And I'm not even saying Brie Bell. I'm not like, I'm not like touting the band that Brie Bell's unsafe all the time. How dare any? I'm just saying like in that moment, Brie Bella was unsafe. Mm -hmm. She probably owned up to that internally and is working toward it like, and is working hard to be better. But like, the problem is. Mistakes happen. She's been doing it for so long too. Yeah. So, I mean,. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She's I, back. So. This uh, Ronda looked great in this match. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where she is she is progressing, but I feel like they need to either. I don't. I I know they can't put her in NXT, obviously for obvious reasons. But it's well, just, not now. Yeah, she's not now. Um, but I don't know if she's. I know she's doing some live shows, but I, there's just this thing where it's like I definitely want to root for her, but she needs more time behind the scenes because you can kind of see um, Ruby walking her through the match. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of the things I want to cheer for her. Most of feels like she needs a little bit more work, obviously, because she just started. Also, my problem, my problem, the problem I have with her is not a problem I have with Shayna Baszler because Shayna Baszler was down at NXT, developed and cultivated a character that is Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ronda Rousey walked in as Ronda Rousey. Exactly. And if anyone ever said, well, what's what's Ronda Rousey's character? She just goes, she, she scoffs at them and says Ronda Rousey. And right. it's like, yeah, but like, what if I don't know what that means? Right. Well, like, oh, she's the baddest woman on the planet. Cool. That's a description. What is a trait? Right. Is she angry? Is she happy? Which what's, is confusing, though. What's her color palette? Because... Is, is she related to Roddy Piper in any way? Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's yeah, con- like, it's, it's it's confusing because she comes out with the you know the the face, yeah, and it, it, you're supposed to not like her, but then she smiles when people start cheering. Well, and with people, Shayna, people mainly know who she is, so they cheer her. Right. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. So, like, I can't... Like that kind, my criticism kind of falls apart because people cheer her head and shoulders above a lot of other women, right? Without any actual context, other than no, no, I've heard of her. Yeah, and the thing with Shayna Baszler, I actually watched her when she was in the the UFC house, mm-hmm. so I saw her. Like I know it's just her personality that she has on NXT yes. is essentially just a little bit more than you know what she is in real life. Mm-hmm. Not to say she's you know an asshole or any sort of, sort but of no, way, like but. it was like intense. Like, inten- like you could say, well, Ronda Rousey is an intense, no, like no BS, straight to the point kind of a person. Right. But then, what is she doing palling? Or like, is, on it. Or like, what is she doing palling around? Mm-hmm. If like, if you were trying to tell me that's what her character is, why does she care so much that Natalia's her friend or that the Bellas are her friends? The Bellas, I don't like, understand. The Bellas seem fair we- so fair weather. Mm-hmm. That like, I almost want her to grab a microphone and specifically say- call them out. Like she called out Stephanie McMahon, right? Like, I which want, might be happening. I hope, so, but like, but then they'd have to do something for her to see that, and like, and I don't know. Are you gonna do that at a six, like a six woman tag in a in a in a stadium? Like, is that a thing you can get away with? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get the pairing at all. It just seems like how they started is came off very fake. Um, so I don't know if. What's gonna yeah, I don't know that. Um, so Bobby Roode. <laughs> oh boy, um, I I. I hope something is going to happen between him and Chad Gable. So Bobby Roode comes out, and he's going against uh, Connor. How do you like this uh, matchup? I like this matchup fine. Um, I weep for the Ascension some weeks. Yeah, it's... it's Well, I weep for tag team wrestling on Raw most weeks. Not enough time. Well, I mean, there is time, but, but there's not enough... But there's not... There, and you're about to say there's not enough roster, and like you're wrong there, too. No, there's no, plenty there's, not, of, there's plenty of roster. There's plenty of roster. There's yeah. plenty of time, like... If you were to tell me there, if you were to tell me WWE only like is going to tighten up their tag division to be one tag division, yeah, on paper I'd be like, well, you put that on Raw, but in reality I'm like, no, you put that on SmackDown because I'll actually do it. Whereas Raw I'll just mess it up, like, and they'll have great tag teams, and then they'll have things like the B team happen, yeah, and then they, I feel like they should have still had their belts for a little bit longer. I don't, I don't like. First, I love Jack Gable. Love like, I like, I like Bobby Roode here. I like the, I well, I like this pairing. I like this pairing because it's a sh- pretty short burn. Like we're only two or three weeks away from them going against. You. Like we're just yeah. building up a singles match that ultimately builds up Bobby Roode, who is world, ch- who is and has been world champion material, right? Since he got there, and by there I mean NXT, right? Like by there I mean the WWE in general. So like, sure, I it's enjoyable. He's great. He's great in his role, right? I don't know. I feel like it, it's it's. Like, they just need something for Chad to do. Yeah. 
And they also haven't done a good enough job explaining to me that Chad Gable is a tag team specialist. Mm. So if you put him in a singles match, he doesn't he doesn't perform well. That's one thing you can say and stick with yeah. that I'm all game for, that Chad Gable loses as a singles competitor because he's not a good singles competitor. Like, that's the equivalent to a nine ball player being terrible at eight ball. Like, yeah. I get that. They're different games. So They're both pool. Connor de- uh, ends up defeating Bobby Roode. But I think what might be a good pairing is Chad Gable joining the B team in the, the near future. Oh, uh, sure. He, the, his, they, they have the same... They have the same energy and enthusiasm. Yeah, I think I could that, that. Would, that would work. Uh, they go up against uh, the revival. Um, it gets kind of breaking, uh, broken up by AOP. Mm. Um, I'm excited for AOP, but I don't know where they're gonna. Like you were saying about the tag teams in in Raw, it's just like they might get to a certain point, but then they'll fizzle. Like I would love to see AOP against the Usos, which yep. is obviously well, that's going to happen over time. Yeah, I think I like the Others of Pain. I. I've been hearing that this hurts the Drake Maverick character over on 205 Live. Oh, yeah, I, I'm saying I, I'm hearing because I don't watch 205 Live. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't, the last two, oh, can't no. watch all the wrestling. I've no, heard it's gotten right. so much better. Two, I have not watched 205. I, I was going to say, the, I was thinking of NXT. The last NXT was really, really good, by the way. Oh, um, yes. But, I, oh, I watch NXT. Yeah. Two, but I like, haven't but like the, I, this whole everyone gets a cruiserweight, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always liked The Authors of Pain. It's unfortunate they're in this tag division. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah, because they could be, it'd be amazing. Them against the New Day. Um, them against Sanity. Although, yeah. although I'm not, I'm not saying SmackDown is handling the tag teams perfectly because Sanity would make the most, Sanity would have made the most sense as the number Bludgeon one Brothers, contenders. Like, Bludgeon Brothers injured, are, like, yeah. they have a lot of better, they have a lot, a lot of great tag teams down yeah. at SmackDown. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think, I, the plan is to make Bobby Roode look better, so I'm about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of feels like he fell off. And somebody does need to tell him that he needs to hold back on the tanner, by the way. <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre, he goes up against Seth Rollins. How do you like uh, this match? Um, I like this match a lot. These two these two do this match every night, and it's yeah. amazing. It's the greatest thing. At, like, just I think Seth Rollins live in a ring is like one of the best things you can possibly see. Like, if I... Like if you ever wanted to like look for the best value for your dollar, you could go and watch like all the Ring of Honor shows with Seth Rollins and Kevin Steen or uh-huh. Tyler Black and Kevin Steen and Nigel McGuinness and and um I'm trying to use every Claudio Castagnoli, like I'm trying to use everyone's name as they were then. Right. That like you could you could spend ten dollars and pretty much see an indie version of the matches you see on most Raws or SmackDowns. I mean he's definitely with Jesus. I mean, he can't. Oh, just he's 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 a, he's a worker, and he's putting his time, he's putting his due, and then pretty much anything that he anybody he's matched with is gonna be a good match. And then also Drew McIntyre. Like, I mean, you can't even. I Drew McIntyre seems like the future, future. Like he's about it, especially coming back from that injury too. Like sometimes mm. when people come back from injuries, it's just like they there's nowhere to place them, and the fact that they put Drew McIntyre with Dolph Ziggler and they're actually able to do something with yeah. it. Really, really cool to see. If, any, if anything, I think Braun's slowing them down because Braun is a part of the Golden Boy Roman problem. Right. That that I like. I like once they put them together, they actually back them off a lot. That we're getting a lot more Ziggler by himself, a lot more, um, a lot more McIntyre by himself. Right. And a lot more of them together, but away from away from Braun. 
which keeps them away from the Roman stuff, which keeps which keeps us from remembering that the shield is all to make us like Roman. Yes. Um, so then we have Kevin Owens against Bobby Lashley, which is a really good. Well, How do you like the whole Elias thing with the singing? And well, I, I've always Seattle. liked the, these Elias segments. Oh, um, they're awesome. My girlfriend was in the room for me with me in for this segment. Uh huh. And she was like, why does, why do they do this? And I was like, cause Elias is really, really, really good awesome. at this. Yeah. I'm told he's good at wrestling. I haven't seen him do it in a really long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. In an even longer time than that. Because mm-hmm. he, he's just so... Just him, a microphone, and a guitar. Yeah. And talking smack about the city that he's in. Just, like... They had... They literally had to put the microphones to the max. Like, and that place got so loud. Also, shout out to you, Seattle. Like... You know, I, I think lo- we're not having it. Because he said that line... I'm sure he said that line in five other cities. And the, Seattle's the first city he was in that really, really, really cared about their basketball team well, to be like nobody. He he said something. Well, he says the thing I like about the segment is that every city it's not the same line. It's well, like I whatever's know. kind of going on in that city, which is good. It's topical. I mean, the heat line. The, yeah, the diss the football, the diss the local the, team. Yeah, line. I mean. It was it was done so well, and the fact that Kevin, you could see Kevin Owens and Elias trying to, I figure it out. I can't wait for him to be in Oakland in the next like, in the next like ten or ten or twelve months, uh-huh. and talk specifically about how bad the city is that the Raiders left. Oh boy, because that's that heat. Y'all can have it. Oh boy, yeah, Oakland it might be might be an issue. Um, so uh, so Bobby High Lashley, security. Leo Leo Rush comes out. Um, Kevin Owens actually ends up defeating Bobby Lashley um, because Elias comes and mm. you know tries to take over Leo Rush. Bobby Lashley sees that Kevin Owens rolls him over, and it's pretty much a done. Um, I like Leo Rush here. I think we're awesome, awesome addition because Bobby Lashley by himself. It wasn't really going well. Bobby Lashley as a face by himself is not is like the most least interesting yeah. version of Even Bobby Lashley I can ever imagine. With the sisters oh, and telling was, the stories, it was terrible. That was the literal worst. That I'm like, why are we? I I've long held a belief since Bobby Lashley showed up after after Mania this year. That they just tried to sabi, sign Bobby Lashley and they didn't actually have a plan. Uh huh. They didn't actually know what they wanted Bobby Lashley for. They just knew someone somewhere wanted Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, because he's still... And ever since WrestleMania, they really haven't had a plan for him. And I guess the plan is for him to win this um, crown jewel. Oh, To win this tournament. Okay. No, that's a pure guess on my part. Like, who else... Who else would they do that with? Because last time they were in Saudi Arabia, they gave it to Braun Strowman. And that was a literal crowning of the next guy. So it was very clear that time they were in Saudi Arabia and they had the 50-man over-the-top rope. Biggest, greatest, baddest Royal Rumble ever. This year, what's fun, or this time, God, they're, because I heard early reports they were going to do a King of the Ring and now you're hearing about this tournament. That would be kind of awesome. I wouldn't be shocked, which is funny because we're like literally 30 days from it. But within 30 days, I wouldn't be shocked if they put together a 64-person tournament. Like with with feeder match with like house show matches feeding into the actual bracket and right. like like it would be ridiculous it would be ridiculous but also in their style to just be like after they get through with Australia Vince is on the plane and goes sixty four man tournament I can see it the biggest baddest tournament we've ever done um, so Bailey goes up against Alicia Fox which leads me into I don't know if you got the the sounder um, Tony but uh, TK Boudoir Alicia Fox. 
she every week. The hair is phenomenal. Mm. The outfit's amazing. I don't know what she did in her time off, but her body looks banging. She's just she t- she takes the cake. Oh, whoever's um, her stylist is doing the deal. I I agree. Alicia Fox is it. <laughs> All right, Tony in the booth. That like that. Tony knows. Tony knows. Um. So yeah, she's 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 just phenomenal. Um. I mean, Bailey ends up defeating Alicia Fox. I do like the pairing, um, with Alicia and Jinder Mahal. I like this pairing a lot too. I I don't know why, but I do. I don't know how I feel about them making Mixed Match Challenge so much canon at this point. And it's going all the way till December too. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I, no, I thought I, the final or no TLC is in December. Never yeah. mind. Oh god, that's so long. Yeah, it's very long. It's some weird round robin. Yeah, is it it's like just double some, limit, like three strikes you're out round robin? Something like that. And then like, you also have the May Young Classic. You have so much, like I don't understand. I know this is kind of the year of the tournament for them. There's a lot going on. Because like the UK women had a tournament we're not allowed to talk about, and like a lot went down. Yeah. Tournament so. wise, um, I like Alicia Fox a lot. I, I think do. she's I, super underutilized. That's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm hoping that they eventually use her for something versus like, hey, just plug you in this place. Well, they need to they need to get better at writing more than one women's segment. Not yeah. storyline, because they're good at having three storylines and just picking whichever one up they Are like. They? They're not great Balance. at they're not great at furthering them week to week in a realistic fashion like right. the Bailey Sasha stuff. Yeah, that but was like, terrible. But they are really they are actually really really good at keeping the like making every everyone has their thing and then their thing will conflict with another person's thing and it's just kind of there. Yeah. Their problem is keeping up with it week to week and using the allotted times to really put that over. Yeah, because there's so many women that we haven't seen too, which is, I mean, the rumor is, or the rumor has been kind of cycling again that there's going to be a women's tag team that's going to happen in Evolution. And that's, there, there's, you think no? We did, yeah. a belt design would have leaked by now. Okay. There's no way we wouldn't, like an actual women's tag team division? Yeah. And then where would you put it? It would, it would, it would travel across oh, both shows. Oh, I'm not. No, no I'm, I'm t- hoping. But no, no, I'm picking leak. apart. The, I'm picking apart this leak. I yeah. don't think this is. I, this, I read it uh, last week before Women's Wrestling Weekly. Um, that was kind of the, the game plan. That's what they're hoping to do, which would be awesome addition. Yeah, the belt would have might have leaked by now, but I mean, it feels like there's a lot of women that are not getting used. Oh no, I agree. There are so. a lot of women not getting used. I think I was. I was never a big proponent of the women's only like weekly show. I was a huge proponent of a WWE Network Live, where it's an hour, like it's kind of an hour grab bag show where you do house show, like you start, oh, like the the, start, main, the main event type thing. May, well, not not necessarily main event so much as like kind of like a, a WCW Worldwide, like uh-huh. not a clip show, not a clip show, but you'll have exclusive matches. But they they won't be like, oh my god, it's a main event. Like we have to book a main event so right. much as you tape all your house show matches at the quality you can tape a house show match. Right. And then every hour or then one hour every week, you just kind of say, this WWE Network worldwide. This happened in the UK. This happened down. That would be kind of awesome. Like NXT is touring Australia. This happened down there. Right. Um, WWE is over in Tulupa, Mississippi, and like we're actually going to play you a real old match. We played it on our first episode, and like. Kind of just a grab, like, yeah. you watch it every week because you literally don't know what they're going to show you. They might show you something awesome mm. that that with someone you may not have seen normally. And then, I don't know, that gets people, that would get people out to house shows. Right. Because then you would know, like, oh, man, like, they... They actually do some stuff there. Like, they do some real cool stuff. Like, they had Casey Catanzaro and um, Ricochet team together on a house show. Oh, really? Which against, was, was that recently? That was very recently, two, two or three weeks ago. 
And like they they debut like they do a bunch of like they do a lot of cool stuff on house shows. Yeah. That if you had a show every week, that maybe one of the cool things they've ever done on a house show would turn up on that hour show. Right. I would watch that hour show waiting for the one cool thing. Yeah, the house shows tend to be a little bit more um I don't know if the right word's lax, but definitely a different There's a different I know there's a different match style to a house show yeah. match, but then you cut it together. You, yeah, I would you, definitely watch it. You have a hard camera. You, you like they're already like NXT is already taping on the house shows. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be that hard for them, and that's a good way to try out production people too. I'm just pitching y'all ideas. <laughs> All right, so another big thing that happened is about the destruction um, attack Triple H and Shawn Michaels. So this is all setting up. Are you going to be getting up at five o'clock in the morning mm. on Saturday? It's at two, it's five o'clock Eastern. Yeah. So you we'd be staying up till two. Sorry, staying up till two a.m. No. No. I don't believe so. Yeah. Speaking of how, like, I just talked about how I would watch a house show show. I would not just watch a house show. Okay. The biggest, baddest house show they've ever done. It's a house show. A no. bunch of six-person tags. Really? Just like, no. uh, the SmackDown stuff is actually really... The SmackDown matches are actually really money right, right. now. Right. Because they're actual singles matches where titles might change hands and things might actually happen. It's the raw side that's a lot of just, like, yeah, these three like, people and then these three people. Yeah, they're just kind of throwing stuff... Um, at, they're really there's so much going on. So you have Australia, you have Saudi Arabia that they're prepping for that they're still like announcing about. Then you have the Women's Evolution that mm-hmm. they're still talking about. You have Alexa Bliss that talked about it um, during Raw. And it's just like you have so much going on. TLC Survivor Series, which they're probably going to start prepping for in the next couple of weeks. So it's just kind of like, how would they? Pre- they're they're prepping for two arena, like two stadium shows. They don't have. Well, that's what I'm just saying. TLC and Survivor Series are going to be such afterthoughts at this point. Well, I'm just saying, like, as far as not prepping for, but they're going to just start kind of trying to roll in the stories, which is not going to be that good anyway. Fair. So it's just one of those things that they have so much going on before, you know, the day Jesus gets born. <laughs> so it's just like, why? I don't I don't say they, sh- I'm not saying they shouldn't have gotten, shouldn't go to Australia, but what they're trying to put into it, um, I don't get it. I don't know either. I do, but that's what I do like about the house show mentality about half these matches. Also, mm-hmm. Undertaker Triple H is a really good match. Is a really good match to have on this card because it makes the card really top heavy with two people that you can literally burn out. Right. Because two people who don't have to show up to work the next day. Well, Triple H, different, but a different kind of job, but still, that you can get a lot out of those four guys, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kane, The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. In probably a go-on-last main event match, if it was the go-home segment to the go-home Raw, this is probably the put-em-on-last match. Right. And I, I don't know. I like it. I've, I mean, they sold it for just how how it went about. It was definitely a good ending to Raw. Um, Raw is just kind of one of those things, again, you just every every week is... We'll just see what happens. This was This was a lot stronger... Than it usual, I think it's gonna be fresh. It's gonna be when the ratings come out tomorrow. Spoilers: It's going to be very frustrating. Right, it'll have lost handedly to everything else that's happening tonight. Yeah, it felt like one of those things where they had a lot going on, but not a lot going on. Like some shows feel like it goes by quick. This show felt like it was way more than three hours, and I watched the condensed version without the commercials. Yeah, so it felt like we were going. I was like, oh my gosh, there's another thing. So it's just kind of one of those things where it is what it is. Uh, thank you, Joseph, for agreeing with me. Um, <laughs> so, any predictions? Oof. Any predictions for Australia and or next week? Oof! Um, Your After Buzz TV prediction. Do you have the Australia card? I do not. I think I can get that up pretty fast. Um, I'll I'll name the ones I think I know, or I'll, I'll name the ones I know. I think I, it's got to be it's got to be Triple H, right? 
Because Triple H is going to, at the very least, wrestle one more match after Undertaker. Okay. Whereas, uh, and is going to need to have a win heading into that match, because it's probably going to be Manny, and he's probably going to lose to someone young. Okay. So, he needs to, like, he loses to someone he anoints the guy at WrestleMania every year. So, he needs to, in that time, beat somebody credible. Right. Taker's a good foil for that, because Taker's Taker. Taker never, ever, ever needed wins. Right. So that uh, Triple H is my pick for that. Also, I think it's really, really weird that the mayor of Tennessee, the mayor multiple of not- streams of income, man. That's just <clears throat> if you can get another check, why can't you get another check? Um, I'm hoping that Rod doesn't feel as long next week. Uh, if you guys can't tell, like I feel, I think I'm actually getting sick. Like Raw did this. Raw did this. Like I came in kind of sort of sick and now I'm feeling absolutely sick. So hopefully I'll be well for women's wrestling weekly this week. Um, I, I, I hope to see as I'm obviously I'm kind of biased. I hope to see more women on the card and more better yes. storylines next week um, as well. Um, I feel like we haven't we didn't see Naya at all. Somebody mentioned that Natalia was backstage for like twenty seconds. We didn't see yeah, her. Yeah, in know. like a segmenty thing. Right. Also the Alexa Bliss segment was really was money. Right. Well um, her segment was really, really good to to lead up to, but will she be ready for evolution? I'm pretty sure she's gonna be ready for evolution. I don't know why they would have done that if she isn't. Real quick, I'm just gonna run down the, the raw side of this card. Okay. Uh I have Lashley and Cena over Elias and Kevin Owens. That seems pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. Cena wins, LOL. Yeah. The Shield over Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And then you sow some dissen- some slight dissension in Dean Ambrose, or you sow a lot of dissension from Ziggler and Drew against Braun. Yeah, it might be one of those things where um, Dean was supposed to get the pin, and then Seth kind of steals it from him, and that kind of yeah. pisses Dean off or something like that. The Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey versus the Riot Ronda's Squad. Ronda's going to win, obviously. Uh, Ronda is going to pin probably Ruby Riot. Yeah. It'll be fun, I guess. Uh, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy. I think it's Buddy Murphy's time. Okay. Um, and I think that's all for the Raw side. We also have Asuka and Naomi versus the Iconics, who are heels everywhere but the stadium they're about to be. Which is going to be interesting. Like, I... I think people will cheer Asuka and then cheer the Iconics as much as they cheer Asuka. Yeah, it's kind of... Because Asuka's entrance is amazing. Yeah. Because Asuka doesn't need words. Also, there's no Raw Tag title match on the... Well, the ex, the, the tag champs are in the six-man tag. Because you... Whatever. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this card, and I'm like, I'm going yeah, to watch know. it. Yeah, we So obviously you're not it. waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning to see it, because it's just... It is what it is. Mm. Um, I may be up at 2 a.m. I don't know. I might be writing some sand dunes, some crazy stuff. I was about to say, who's up at 2... Who wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Uh, I'm usually I'm usually up at 2, 2 a.m., but, but I have to... Yeah. Um, I was saying who wakes up for it, though. Oh, yeah. I have to do something, spoiler alert, or kind of tease. I'm doing something for LeBron James' network. So okay. Look out for that. Anywho, where can everybody find you? <laughs> uh, everybody can find me right here, right now, but also on Twitter, <laughs> at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. You can also see me on this very channel. Sunday night, we will be talking about Super Showdown. We'll be breaking it down. We'll be talking about all of it. I'll have seen it by then, for sure. <laughs> Thank y'all. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, just follow me on my Instagram. I'm usually more active on that. Um, Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. This week we have uh, Zeta Zane mm. coming up on the show. Um, and I believe we're doing May Young as well sometime in between now and Wednesday. Other than that, uh, just keep 
follow me on Instagram. Like, there's a lot of stuff popping, like I said. LeBron James. That's all I'm going to say. You'll see. All right, see you guys next week. Ciao. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> Here in are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.